The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 364 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired practice. Our topic today is creative arts breathing life into caring for Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease is a brain disease that can't be stopped, reversed or cured. It slowly destroys memory and thinking. It mostly affects people over the age of 65, but also it affects people under the age 65. It begins slowly by first involving the parts of the brain that control thought, memory, and language, which causes the people trouble in remembering things that happened recently or in recalling the names of people whom they know. Over time, it gets worse, so individuals may not recognize family members, may have trouble speaking, reading, or writing, may forget how to brush their teeth or comb their hair, And later on, they may become anxious or aggressive or wander away from home. And eventually, many, but not all, of these individuals will likely need what's called total care, which can cause great stress for family caregivers who must care for them. All of which is why our topic, Creative Arts Breathing Life into Caring for Alzheimer's Disease, is so important for family caregivers and their family members. Now, our guest is Dr. Mary Turner-Archer. Mary, with her work Breath of Life Arts, lives her life in show business. As part of the dance team Stanford and Lynn, she shared the stage with Danny Thomas, Dionne Warwick, Cab Galloway, Gregory Hines, and Paul Anker, among others. And as she says, at the ripe young age of 76... She's recognized for her progress from dance performer to dance revolutionist. And she's done that by taking tap dancing to a higher level. She's committed to communicating the importance of creative arts in dance. She's convinced that the wisdom and knowledge gained makes a difference in people's lives, will bring transformation to the world and remove the boundaries in which we live. Now based in La Quinta, California, she's creating her new tap dance program. This includes a brain integrated component, which helps people understand how to, and these are her words, let your heart move your feet. 
Now, after research on brain science, she believes that participating in something we love to do that challenges us relates to the inner healing of the heart, the wellspring of life. So welcome to the show, Mary. Oh, thank you. I am so happy for the opportunity to be given a platform to speak what's in my heart. Excellent. Good. Now, first chance, first question, Mary. Please tell us seriously more about your life, your career, and any experience you have as a family caregiver for a close family member. Mary? Well, most of my life was spent in show business, but in being in show business, we realized performing arts has the uh, capacity to bring to life something that is one-dimensional. We might look at a picture, and that's just a picture, but performing arts can take that picture and tell a story, give it a backdrop, and tell history about we, what we want to say about that picture. So I'm very happy that what I, I am speaking today has life, and people need to hear how life. I do not have anybody in my family that ever had Alzheimer's disease, but I teach about 90 people, residents in facilities um, with Alzheimer's disease. I teach them every week. So for the past three years, I have been doing that, and I have been meeting their caregivers, their families, their relatives and friends, and I, uh, this has given me the ability to say what I have to do today. Right. Now, I want you to tell us, please, about dance as an art form. Please explain that. Mary? Well, it is an art form because you have to learn how to dance. Ballet is movement. Tap dancing is rhythm, and dance is comprised of both of those. Now, if you go back in ancient history, dance was used to heal people. So there's so much more about a dance than people realize. When I, I am a tap dancer, tap dancing is about rhythm. Tap dancing is about hearing. You have to pay attention. You have to focus. Um, and my program includes performing, which is the icing on the cake. So it really has all the ingredients to change lives. And, and just to follow up on that, it has all the ingredients, too, to exercise people's physical faculties, their mental faculties, their attitudes, and their feelings about themselves. Is that right, Mary? Yes. But most people who see me think that I am a dance teacher. Dancing is, is not the whole program. I, I have created a program where I made it mathematical because people, my young students and my older ones, can relate to counting to eight. So my program is derived from tapping eight counts, another eight counts, Three counts, three counts, and back to eight. So that's easy to do. The feeling of accomplishing something is very important. 
especially to people who are in facilities and they, they need to do something. They need to have an outlet for expressing um, whatever it is that they feel. And I, my program is allowing that to happen. But the bigger part of this whole thing that I want to talk about today is what your mind creates, only your mind can change. So the words that I am using, even though it sounds like I'm just, or if you watch me, you think I'm performing on stage, but everything has been specifically put together to change minds. Now, remember, a lot of people are depressed. They don't know where they are. They have been taken away from everything they knew, so they might be downtrodden. They need somebody or something to uplift them and not only to compensate because years ago and and maybe just up to a a year or two ago, people were doing things to compensate, to keeping them busy. Hollywood was a big part of that. People went to the movies uh, during the Depression. So it kept them from thinking about their problems. Now, Mary, I'm just going to stop you because of another question. And there's what I call here the tyranny of time, um, because we've just got to keep a a watch on the clock, which is my job. So my next question to you is this. Please tell us more about your work as it specifically relates to Alzheimer's disease. Mary? Well, my work, again, my program was put together to change what people are thinking because the negative effects of our spoken words lead to stressful thinking and are effectively encountered, which affects our emotions, our physical health, and the quality of our lives. And I tell people now, be careful who you listen to and be aware of the content spoken because words spoken from a distorted concept or empty heart falls by the wayside and and, and can never materialize in the spiritual realm. So my program, I sing, let me start my program. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. We sing that song and I say yes. And if we think it is a beautiful morning, it becomes that. Put on a happy face is in my program. You've got to have hope. Don't sit around and mope. Life's not half as bad as it may appear. Wait till next year and hope. That gives vision. Now, I want everyone to know that this doesn't happen immediately or automatically. It takes patience. It takes repetition. And and you have to have patience because eventually it does come to fruition. And I can say that. I have countless stories of people whose lives are changing through this program. Now, just let me pin you down on just one thing very quickly. You do actually see and have on your courses people who, as far as you know, are living with Alzheimer's disease. Is that right? Oh, yes. I teach 90 of them a week. Right. And all the things you've just been saying, 
work there's a very very important what you're saying work for and with people with alzheimer's disease is that right that's right and that's why thinking has to be changed there's been so much negative talk about this disease i don't believe it i really believe that lives can be changed through changing your thinking and neuroscientists now have come to believe that and, and speak about that. Even right. medication, eventually people are saying, and I believe this through an energy of love and intention, I believe that medication eventually will be eradicated. Now, a lot of people may not know that, but if we think about at present, reports say nearly 11 Thousand individuals and families are affected by Alzheimer's in our Coachella Valley. In the U.S., more than five million people live with this, including more than half a million in California. Experts also estimate that someone in America develops Alzheimer's disease every 68 seconds. And by, by mid-century, someone is expected to, ve to develop this every 33 seconds. Now, That's to me, this is my, we're witnessing a crisis. Now, the Chinese have no word for crisis, but its meaning is related to having an opportunity for change. So, since most everything I do is related to song, I think the world's not coming to an end, my friend. <laughs> the world's just coming to a start. A start of Excellent. what? Excellent. A start in now, thinking. talking of... Mary, I, I'm sorry to keep doing this to you, but we're right ahead. up against the clock and you're, what you're saying is profoundly important and we're going to be talking about more of it in the next segment. So we're right. going to take the uh, break now. Uh, Mary, this is where I always say we have to pay the rent and so this is where we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Gordon Adley and my guest is Dr. Mary Turner Archer. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a dreamer aspiring to realize your dreams, join host Michael Friedlander for Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference. For Michael, to be a winner doesn't mean you must have finished first or must have great wealth, fame, and lots of toys. Instead, 
It means you must have realized your dreams without cheating or acting unethically. It means you must have made a difference for the better in the lives of those you've touched. Tune in to Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference, live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Mary Turner Archer. Our topic is Creative Arts Breathing Life into Caring for Alzheimer's Disease. Mary, now let's talk about dance as an art form and its links with the heart and the mind. So first question is, please explain what you call the heart's code, its importance as a new way of thinking about the mind and how it links to dance as an art form. Mary? Okay. Now the heart code is all about the gift of life as it is expressed through the intelligence of the heart, I'm saying this slow, and points the way to a new revolution of thinking. So, with my program of tapping and singing and listening to these words that change our minds, this is where life starts. This is what I believe. Now, a skeptic says heart energy, heart codes, heart intelligence, heart wisdom. These ideas are all metaphors. Yes, and he or she will be right. But the heart loves and feels. It also thinks. It remembers, communicates with other hearts, helps regulate immunity, and contains stored information that continually pulses through our body. Now, a lot of people don't realize that. Maybe the brain is sleeping, but I'm communicating to all of these residents that I see and meet weekly. I, I, I communicate my heart to their heart. It's about intention and purpose of what I do. And I believe that transformation can happen. I don't listen to all these things that are coming out. Those are negative. If you listen even to caregivers or families, they're frightened. Everything is coming from a spirit of fear. So I say let's change how we think. And, and, and this is what my program is all about. This is how it started. Now, can I explain a little more in detail? Yes, please. Okay. Until recently, the life of the person with Alzheimer's disease was defined as revolving entirely around inevitable loss because it was seen as a disease for which there was no cure and no treatment. Now, in consequence, all resources were devoted to biomedical research in order to find a magic pill. So what is this seemingly magic thing called habitilation therapy? I am reading this and researching that, and it just has to do with what I'm doing. And I do know it's not magic. 
but it is a comprehensive behavioral approach to caring for people with this illness. This is how my program was created. Now, it focuses not on what the person has lost due to this illness, but on his or her remaining abilities. Now, in this view, the emphasis on an active treatment of the symptoms of the dementia through a careful view of the capacities that remain, particularly the person's psychological capacity. Now, and if we develop a better understanding of the psychology of dementia, how a person thinks, feels, communicates, and responds to change, to emotion, and to love, this just might bring about some of the biggest breakthroughs in treatment. Now, you have to believe I'm going to stop you again now. I know I'm being rude. Mary, that's profoundly important what you said. I have another couple of questions for you, and I want to develop what you've been saying because it's profoundly, I'm repeating myself, profoundly important. So I want you now, please, to explain the classes you offer for, for people who are 55 and over and how you include dance for them. Now, let me be careful here. I'm not trying to suggest that people who are age 55 or and over are in any way problems or anything like that, but age is also a real thing. So how do you include people age 55 and over, and how do you include dance for them? Mary? Okay. I'm teaching in country clubs in this area. Now, I've always taught dancing, but my approach now is different. My classes are calling me a life coach because it's also preventative. The more we use our brain the better the result. Now, think about tap dancing. You can't just demonstrate this kind of dance. You have to learn how to tap dance, then be able to put it in a sequence to be able to form a routine and the icing on the cake to me and where the euphoria comes from is being able to give that gift to others. So that's what all of my classes are doing. When they are performing out in the community, and they do, I have my 88-year-old Alzheimer's dementia person tap dancing with my 10-year-old students and my 55 to 76-year-olds. So that's can you beautiful. imagine that we have created this? This is a response. This is, a, this is not something we think about. This is actually taking place. And when the audience sees this, look what we're doing for the audience. Not only are they giving their gift and they're performing, but the audience is saying, wow, look at that woman. She's 88. She has Alzheimer's. Look at her. She's 91. She's tap dancing with 10-year-olds. This, to me, needs to be seen and to be told. There's more to this class than meets the eye. Beautiful. Now, next one. Please explain the classes you offer for people who may be um, affected by Alzheimer's disease and, and, for example, may also be dependent on things like walkers and wheelchairs and they definitely have some kind of difficulty in movement or thinking um, and they're affected. How do, you, how do your classes support 
people with those kinds of challenges. Mary? My classes have people on walkers. My classes have people on sitting on chairs or wheelchairs because you can sit and do this simple tap routine to music. And when their arms all go up at the same time of accomplishing this simple little dance routine to music that they can relate to, this is euphoric. And what it does to the brain is amazing because don't forget, neurotransmitters are released. Dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin is released. These are all feel-good neurotransmitters. And eventually, people are they're using their memory. I have I teach it in in, a, in a, an Alzheimer's facility, and the wife just told the caregiver there that her husband wears sandals every day except on Wednesday because he knows he's going to tap dance with Mary. Now wow. that to me is amazing. Yeah, it tells you that you're reaching this man and others like him, uh, other people like him, at the level of their understanding, and they've recognized that what you're doing with them and for them is becoming part of their lives, and they enjoy it, and they know in their hearts, your, your phrase, that they are in fact benefiting from what you're doing with them. Do you agree with me? I absolutely agree with you. Their families know. Their families have invited me. I have a 92-year-old who jumped over a fence and pulled the alarm in assisted living. Now, a lot of people think that that would have been related to the disease. It's not related to the disease. He doesn't know where he is. Here is a man who made a lot of money in business, and now he's, he's in isolation. So his frustration came out. And I went to the CEO and said, listen, let him be in my class. And now I made him the supporting artist. I paid attention to him. I let him play his piano for us. His life changed. Trust me, he became a different man. That after eight months, his son had tears in his eyes and said, who would have ever dreamed my father would be sitting here having dinner with my mother? And, and just enjoying himself. These are the pleasures. This is what fulfills my life. And this is why I will continue, because I see results. And the families see results. The family caregivers re- see results. And the people who are tap dancing with you and that you're training and that you're teaching to count the beats, that kind of thing, also sense the value to them. That's right? They do. But listen also what happens, why social engagement is so important. Because I take in one facility, there are two sides to this facility. One is the assisted living and one is the Alzheimer's side. I take them from the Alzheimer's side and bring them with me to the assisted living side. So think about what it's doing to those people who are in their 90s who might be fearful that they may get this disease. And they see my, this Fred, all of a sudden he's playing music and his life is changing before their eyes. Don't you think it's changing them? It's giving them hope. Well, maybe, you know, maybe I won't get this disease. Maybe I'll be like Fred. 
So there's so much really happening here that really I say it just doesn't meet the eye, and I'm happy for this opportunity because there has been a misconception of my dance class. People think I'm just a dance teacher. There's so much more about this class than they realize. Mary, you, people see you as a dance teacher. What I'm hearing is you speaking as somebody who's bringing hope. That's right, isn't it? I am bringing hope. I am bringing vision. I am telling them how much I love them. Uh, And they're feeling this spirit that comes from me. See, it's all about intention and purpose. That's why I'm there. This is who Mary is. I am a performer. I know how to bring life to something. My background, I have a doctorate in performing arts. And that doesn't just include dancing. It's drama. It's photography. I don't have to tell you because you've been in show business. There's so much more. But guess what is at the bottom of this? You have to be fearless to go into show business because you need to take a risk. You need to know how to overcome rejection and betrayal and whatever it is that comes against you and be able to not quit and keep going. Now, talking of quitting, this is where we have to take the break again, but we really are going to be coming back. So this is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Dr. Mary Turner-Archer. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Ah, a nice glass of wine is very refreshing after the end of a long day. But have you ever considered the story behind the wine? Tune in to Bacchus and Beery Wine Radio with your hosts, Roger and Donna Beery. You'll meet some of the people behind the world's wineries, travel the wine country, and learn more about that glass that you're enjoying. Roger and Donna will also give would-be vintners a behind-the-scenes look at starting a winery. Bacchus and Beery Wine Radio airs live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. 
are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Mary Turner-Archer. Our topic is Creative Arts Breathing Life into Caring for Alzheimer's Disease. Mary, now let's talk about dance as an art form and the ways it connects people and how it's related by researchers. You've talked a lot about research. You've got a doctorate yourself. And I'm going to be asking you how doctor, people with doctorates that are specialized in the kind of illnesses and problems you, we're talking about see dance. But first of all, the question is, please, see, please explain how you see dance as an art form that conveys to people the essence of the heart's code. Mary? Okay. Now, I am a Pied Piper of Rhythm. I am a rhythm specialist. That is synonymous with the heartbeat. I mean, this is how I see it. This is what I see, what I'm doing. You know, when you think of a heart, it has a beat. There's a specific beat. That's how doctors uh, rate it through a beat. Now, tap dancing has that same beat. Beating on the drum brings forth an energy. It's all about an energy factor. And again, when we dance and we learn something new and we do it in unity, there is something that happens in New York. I want you to hear this. Something was called tap mania. They had as many as 5,000 people show up in front of Macy's department store to do a simple little tap dance. It wasn't about the tap dance. It was the camaraderie of everybody together doing a little simple routine. It is in the Guinness Book of Records, and I have duplicated that in Florida and intend to duplicate it here. Don't forget, I'm only in this area three and a half years. I came with a dream seed. I knew that when I heard a neurologist say, Put your brain to work through the creative arts, dancing top the list, and songs and lyrics. I said, this is where I must be, and I proceeded. And, and after three and a half years now, I have the results. So we do go into the communities, and we do show audiences what we do. We're changing the lives of the people in the audience as well. You never know who's sitting there. They may be experiencing fear, or maybe they will get this disease. Maybe they're depressed. There's so much more happening when we give our art to others. That's why people pay a lot of money to see a performer. You could buy a CD or use an iPod. You don't get the same feeling of the energy of being in the crowd when you hear that applause. And and that's how I see it. Yep, yep. Now... Next question. Um, please explain more about how you see your students aged, as I understand it, 7 to 95. And as you've mentioned, some in wheelchairs, some using walkers. How they connect. Say more about how they all, that di- diverse group, connect through singing and dancing. Mary? Oh, yes. 
Well, I think it's easier to talk about how the older ones connect to the younger ones. Because if you could take a dog and bring it to an Alzheimer's facility and people are, are going to show emotion, you know when they're in the presence of children, something more happens because it brings back memories. So they are so thrilled, especially to be able to perform what the younger ones are doing. Now, what it's also doing for the older ones is making them realize what is happening, that we do age. They have grandparents or maybe an aunt or an uncle. So it's bringing a certain amount of information to them as well. And the parents are thrilled. We go to rehabilitation centers. Look what it's doing to these children. Give these children today take everything for granted. Now they're there. They may see younger people in the rehabilitation center, and they're becoming more aware of what life is. And I, I believe everybody's being informed, and everybody is educated. And they love it when everybody is on that stage, whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you're on a, sitting on a chair, but it's the unity that brings forth the energy of love. And that's what I see. And I believe audiences receive it because sometimes they get, we get standing ovations. It's not a great show. It's not a, a wonderful, perfected dance routine. It's simple, but it speaks to the heart. And what you're doing, too, with the young children, with the children, is bringing them into the family in the sense that they know what's being, what's happening, they understand why it's good, and they feel part of it. And that very often, and I can speak with some experience about this, um, not always the children, young children, fully understanding of what's going on when there is a serious illness in a family and not always do they know how they can become part of the help what you're doing is bringing the children in so that they feel part of the family in this in the way that i've just described it that's right isn't it mary and guess what we sing? I sing, we are family. I let them know that. Where they are, they're away from the home that they knew in facilities. But we are a family. And people need to, we're a community. We need to work together for this required goal. And we're all a part of the whole. So that's a very deep thing that you brought up, but I do have that. I have a video of a 97-year-old with Alzheimer's playing rhythm sticks, and, he's, and I have a 103-year-old tapping to him in syncopated rhythm. Well, I felt I couldn't let that go. So I myself jumped into the rhythm that they were doing, and I'm singing, We Are Family. Well, this is amazing. That's all I can tell you. Great. Now, let's, I'm going to ask you now how the researchers, and in particular group of researchers, um, these are people in, at the Center on Aging and Health and Humanities at George Washington University. How do they rate dance in the way that you describe it and the things that go with it as an activity that promotes physical and mental health? Mary? Well, let me tell you, you mentioned that for a purpose, because nothing starts without an idea. I always feel I'm spiritually led. First, 
my my seniors in Boca Raton, Florida, entered a seniors got talent contest, and then I spoke. I heard this neurologist speak. But guess what? Two weeks later, I was invited to a creative arts for wellness company and met George Cohen, who was in charge of all of this. So I had a chance to speak to him. He did tell me. Tap dancing headed the list because you have to pay attention and, and so many little ingredients, but they are doing the same thing. That was how they gave me a book that became my Bible, and that's what I used as a manuscript to be able to create this program. And I believe it's going to be global. I don't believe that what I'm doing is just me doing this. I think more people are being aware that we do have a feeling within us and we need to be able to express ourselves. And this is such a way that we can express ourselves simply and doing it in a way that they are now being given something that they can give to others. And, and this is what this book says. I have it right here before me. Creative, creativity matters. The arts and aging toolkit. Toolkit. So it says the National Center for Creative Aging and the National Guild of Community School of the Arts. Creative, all of creative dance, trauma, whatever it entails, matters. And what it's also. What's also become clear to me is that this Center on Aging and Health and Humanities did more than just kind of nod and say, yes, Mary, what you're doing is useful. They actually lent you a hand. They actually supported you. They actually, in a way, joined your team because they wanted to see what you're doing expand be promoted, and be of even greater use. That's right, isn't it? That's right. And guess what? They were, at the, they, they were at the beginning because it wasn't until I went to their conference that I decided that this was an idea that I was going to put into practice. And I'm in contact with them. In fact, I am now hoping that I will be a demonstrator. After three and a half years, see, I couldn't just say I have a dream seed. I had to materialize it. A lot of people could say, well, my program will do this or it can do this. But now I have pictures, videos. I have the results. And therefore, I have a very good chance of being there now demonstrating this to others because I don't want to be the only one to do this. I will do a video. I'm looking for people who have the heart to do this, to be able to do this program. It's not about me. Right. Right. Uh, It's an idea that's grown. It's an idea that's getting support. It's an idea that many people including families, including people with the conditions themselves, including the people who look after them, and including these universities, all feel is the right way to go. So that's a perfect, perfect um, validation, Mary, of what you're doing. I Uh, have some of the, my Alzheimer's people that can stand, they perform with me. So, yeah. if, I mean, it's amazing to see because so much is learn. Everybody's learning and yep. everybody's growing because this is something new. 
I'm tired of hearing all the negatives about this disease. Let's not think about that. I hear people say, oh, my mother had it, so it's going to happen to me or my... No, it's not. We've got to change our thinking. That All now, of those things so are not true. I know I'm uh, being rude again, Mary, but we do have to take the break, but we're coming back, and I want you to say more about the things you've just been talking about. So we'll Thank take the you. break now. This okay. is Dr. Gordon-Natalie. Gordon My guest is Dr. Mary Turner-Archer. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want to help make our world a better place, but not sure where to start? Tune into Better Worldians Radio with the creators of the social game on Facebook called A Better World. Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue, and Gregory Hansel, who will inspire you to make a big difference in small ways. They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers, and everyday people who are changing the world daily. Better Worldians Radio is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as the show is often hosted by national experts in the fields of leadership, teamwork, management, corporate responsibility, accounting, governance, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be more trustworthy. Your hosts are trusted professionals with years of experience in applying strategies with today's leading organizations. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Mary Turner-Archer. Our topic is creative arts breathing life into caring for Alzheimer's disease. Mary, let's talk about what more you would like to do and to see done to advocate for dance as a valuable activity that promotes physical and mental health. So what more would you like to do in the way of advocacy for dance? Right now, what I would like to do, and I think that this will be helping me, is to change uh, the people's minds who might want me to be in their facility. Because if they're just going to see me as a tap teacher, 
they're going to say, well, these people can't. In their minds, they say, well, these people can't tap dance. But I believe that because arts activities do not have a right or wrong answer, See, everybody's intimidated when they hear tap dancing, no matter what age, because they think about Fred and Ginger, and immediately they say, well, I can't do that. But they're not giving me a chance to show them that I have modified the program. But this can help solidify bonds between caregivers and people with dementia by giving them a space in which they can play together. And, and, and because the arts open avenues to self-expression, arts activities can help staff to see the self still present and growing in people with dementia. I have miracles. I mean that I'd like to tell you I had a woman who was catatonic. Now, it didn't happen right away. And she sat in her wheelchair with her head up and her mouth open. And one day she started to move in her wheelchair. She was strapped in. And luckily, I had two men caregivers, and they unstrapped her, and she started to to shake and move back and forth. And she looked at me and said, I just want to have fun. So can you imagine what that did to the facility, to the caregivers? Look at this woman. She expressed something after months and months of hearing my program because I'm doing the same thing for three years. A lot of people can't do that, but it's reminiscent and it's also repetition. It takes time to do this, but the results are so rewarding. Perfect. Now, Now, understanding that you are a care, that you're caring for a person rather than an object can make caregiving a much more rewarding and meaningful experience, and they do thank me. And the people, even the Alzheimer's people thank me. They say, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being here. Now, I'm going to stop you only because of the tyranny of time. I wish we didn't have that, but we do. And Mary, my next question for you is, what would you like to see done by others? Who would you like to advocate for dance in the way that you've been talking about? Mary? What would you like to see these others do? But this is what I would like to see. And I know that volunteering is very important. But sometimes volunteers have nothing to do. And so they say, well, let, let me be here and do this. Before this, before this class or this program can come alive, it has to be an intention and a purpose of one's heart. Right now, what's happening that I see, there is a college in Baltimore that as, is using more people are coming to see how important dance therapy really is. More people are becoming aware of this. And this is why I'm happy. I'm hoping to see that. And maybe some of those people who understand dance and, and drama and performing arts will Want to be a will want in their heart to be a to become a part of this program, and that's what I'm looking for. I am looking for people, and I know that it's going to happen because I don't believe there there are any coincidences. And I I feel at my age, I'm 76. I'm still performing at my peak level. And this gives hope. I'm the witness to what I teach is true. So, I mean, this is what I'm looking for. 
I'm looking for caregivers or people who have that intent and purpose in their heart to really go out and help others, give a gift to them, and change lives. And it's going to happen, <laughs> Dr. Affley, because it sure I believe is. it will happen. Now, my very last question, a bit different. What's your message for family caregivers who are caring for elderly rel- relatives about dance as a valuable activity that promotes physical mental health. In other words, what's your quick message to family caregivers? Mary? Well, my fa- you know something? They have to see it. I think before any, you have to have some kind of connection. And a lot of people really don't know about dance. Even the caregivers in the facilities, in the beginning, they're a little intimidated. And then they get to do it, and then they become, they have more knowledge of it. But it's such a great thing, and I see it in their eyes and their feeling when they are on the up with me, dancing with someone or two or three people with Alzheimer's, they're enjoying it because they're seeing the result of something they never thought about. And what I want to tell everybody is stop being fearful. Expect a little bit more from those people that are in those facilities. And, and that's all I see. They have so much to offer, so much potential, even though, yes, they may be dealing with this disease, but that doesn't stop it because age needs not to be looked at as a deficit, but as an asset. And if we change our thinking and we believe that, I believe it will materialize. Mary, all strength to you. What you've said is profoundly important. I wouldn't dare to summarize it all back to you, but let me just remind you of one thing you said, which is pay attention to the uh, abilities that the individuals have and don't focus on what you, us, anybody else, perceive as the disabilities. And what you're telling us is that your program your way of doing things, your dance, your joining that across the ages is a profoundly valuable way of doing those things. So thank you for your work. Thank you for sharing with us your experience, your insights and your advice. And again, every success to you. I want and to say I thank, thank you. you for, and I do thank you for you have paid attention to what I said. And that means a lot to me. Because now it, that's when the giver and the receiver become one. Yeah, that's, that's love, right. Dr. Affley. So thank you. I loved every minute of this and more power to whatever you're doing. Thank you. And I hope I get another opportunity to, and I hope that this episode will help you get your message out. Now, I just have one quick thing to say. With Family Caregivers Unite, we're starting a new research project called Qualitative Research to find out what you, our listeners, think about important topics just like the one we've been listening to. So please email me to hear more or get involved and particularly if you want to get involved with what Mary has been talking about. Now, our next episode will be bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 